Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. How to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm an interior designer and feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me a floor plan reading expert. Energy design is like astrology for your home and your life. And who doesn't want more of that? I believe in all things pretty. In fact, my team and I love the pretty. But what makes my firm different is that we can help you create designs that are also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey everyone, Amanda here. Welcome to Home Energy Design. Today's guest is a dear friend of mine by the name of Kim Salter. And I wanted to share this uh, audio, it's also a video, but I wanted to share this audio with you. She and I sat down a little bit uh, earlier this year and she's a good friend of mine because she's also an interior designer like me, but we've both kind of pivoted in our careers going into our more natural state, I suppose you could say, me going more into the energy aspect and really claiming my truth around my love and passion around energy of homes. That's where we get design that's energy aligned or how we get design that's energy aligned through this tool called feng shui. And I've been studying and practicing feng shui for over 20 years, but a lot of people didn't know about it because I was fearful for stepping up and leaning into this gift. And Kim was no different. She has this secret gift that many did not know about, but she is a medium. And so because she held this secret deep down inside, it was only through very good friends and colleagues and neighbors and family members that she was close with that really knew about this amazing gift. But here's the thing. I think that so many of us have these natural God-given talents, and this is where we shine. This is our flow state. This is how we truly align and live our purpose. And we don't share it because we're fearful of rejection, judgment, guilt, shame, whatever thing you want to plug into that. And so I highly encourage all of you, if you are fearful of stepping into something uh, for fear of judgment, shame, guilt, whatever you want to say, this podcast is for you. And I will also encourage you to head over to our YouTube channel. You can type in Amanda Gates or Gates Interior Design and it will pop up. She and I also videoed this. So if you'd like to see the interview, you can see it under why you need to get real. All right, everyone. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, everyone. Amanda here. Welcome to Home Energy Design. I am so excited to share with you my good friend, also fellow interior designer, Kim Salter. Thank you welcome for having for, me. Welcome, welcome. Um, one of the things that I wanted to uh, talk to you a little bit about is that you've transitioned out of interior design and I'm still doing a little bit of it, but we've both gone into like more of this energy work. And I found this quote um, by Tad Hargrave, uh, who has uh, got a great website, Marketing for Hippies. And I so resonated with this and, and I want to get your take on this. He says, if you are doing work that isn't built around your natural gifts, you're winging it. And doing something you're only mediocre at. Whoa. Right? Yeah. So what yeah. does that stir up for you? The, my immediate feeling is that that's how I felt in interior design, that I was always winging it. And I was good at it. 
Mm. That was the, you know, that's the sneaky part. I was very good at interior design. I had great clients um, and what I would consider a successful business at it. But over the course of time, my heart was not in it. And I just continued to be pulled towards kind of my side hustles, which was all energy work. So I think for, for me, you know, I know why I went into interior design. I too was good at it, but I'm curious why, Yeah. you know, one, I'm assuming that you always had these other gifts, yeah. this side hustle that you yeah. call it. Why did you decide to kind of ignore this other thing and go into design? Well, I really feel I, I had a passion for interior design. I mean, ever since I was little, I wanted to be an interior designer. So that passion was there. I mean, I used to rake leaves in my backyard into floor plans when I was little. So I absolutely (laughs) have always been drawn to space and how space makes us feel. And so that just translated to me and, oh, that's interior design. Not really realizing that it translated into, I like to help people connect to their surroundings. And so as I got older and as I had more experience, I started to feel that pull towards, wait a second, it's less about the actual fabrics and colors and, you know, material, although I still love all of that. Um, It's more about how can I help people connect to their space? And then that went over to, I I would, you know, design a beautiful home for someone And they would walk in and say, oh my gosh, the smell of this reminds me of when I was seven and blah, 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 blah. And I wanted to go there. Like, let's talk more about that. How were you feeling when you were seven? And so I started to notice how often I was pulled away from kind of what things looked like and more towards what things feel like. And um, yeah, so it just really was, um, I want to say it was an easy transition, but it wasn't. You know, I had to make myself step into the fear of being primarily an energy worker with kind of a love for design instead of an interior designer with kind of a pull towards or a hobby of, you know, (laughs) energy work. And why do you think that fear was there? I mean, why do you feel like you had to have this front Mm -hmm. known as interior design? Yeah. Well, I know why, because of course (laughs) I have done the work around it because I am a tapping practitioner. Um, So it's fear of judgment, fear Mm. of being seen authentically and not being um, accepted. So it comes down to that old thing that is rooted in a lot of us that we want to be a part of the tribe and being kicked out of the tribe is crucial to us being upset and nervous and anxiety. And so a lot of us walk around continually putting on our armor. What is going to help me fit into the tribe? What's going to help me be here? So the misconception that I had is that if I step out fully, and I'm still in the process of stepping out fully, by the way, I have to be honest about that. Like it's, you know, my energy work is now offered at Nashville Center for Alternative Therapy and through my brand, Design Thoughts. Um, But not everybody knows that I'm a medium and an EFT practitioner and an intuitive guide. Not everybody knows that still. More people find out now, but... um, (laughs) You're welcome. Yes, you're welcome. Um, But the misconception was that if I left this amazing opportunity world of interior design, which was great pay, really amazing fun trips and opportunities, um, that I would be kicked out of the tribe not realizing that like, but there's more tribes, (laughs) right? Like it's all okay. 
And I have never felt more excited and happy that I made that decision. I think that's one of the um, kind of weird ahas is that, um, you know, that experience of, and I'm sure you've all been in this position, I think especially for women, um, there is this kind of activation in our DNA that if we go against the grain or do something that is maybe we think perception is socially not acceptable that we will be kicked out of the tribe. Yeah. I, I, I feel like men don't harbor these feelings. Perhaps they do. I'm sure some of them do, but probably not nearly yeah. as much as women do. So, you know, you said you're still kind of overcoming this, but what do you feel has been your biggest roadblock as far as making that leap yeah. versus your biggest triumph? Because I yeah. feel like we focus more on the roadblock than we do the triumph. Yeah. So a hundred percent transparency. I was fearful of not being abundant in my business. That was one thing. But more than ever, what held me back was myself, self-sabotage, my fear of um, tapping into my deep knowing that I'm powerful. Mm. And so when we tap into that deep knowing, we're all powerful. But when I really was like, I know I'm powerful at this, how can I create a vessel that can contain it? Right? And so that was one of my biggest setbacks when I first started. You were actually a groundbreaker for me because we had been, you had connected out to me around interior design. And then I saw your business model changing Mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh yes. And so when you started to change your business model, I knew that's actually why we had been connected, not for the other reasons, but so I could watch you kind of follow your passion to be a little bit more outspoken about the energy side of things. And um, that helped me. That was definitely a help for me to say, how much more of this, this particular lifetime do I have? Like, how can I serve the best and fulfill what I'm being called to? And that was not interior design anymore. And really feeling good. I think a lot of us live in this uh, arena of not truly being our authentic selves for whatever that fear is. And so there, there's definitely that roadblock, whether we make it, you know, a canyon versus, yeah. you know, a molehill. It's typically a molehill. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of us, and I think age has a lot to do with it as well, where in our 20s, we often want to fit in. We want to have, there's that strong tribal sense of not being kicked out. Yeah. And I really felt, especially after my divorce, that... I just didn't give a shit anymore. I didn't (laughs) care if I got kicked out of the tribe. And this was something that had been really a fire in me. Even when I was going through design school, I was actually working under a grandmaster. And I I could feel it down to my bones. Yeah. Like the angels were singing. Like I felt rooted to the ground. This is who I wanted to be. This is what I wanted to do. But I did feel the shame. Mm-hmm. I did feel the judgment. Yeah. And so like just a wilted flower, you know, I feel like a lot of us in those early years, we just, we can't handle the pressure. Yeah. yeah. And then I went through something where I was like, well, shit, if I can go through that, I, I can do anything. anything. Yeah. And it, it is that, that there is a power that's behind it where you kind of come full circle and it's like, it's an all or nothing now. Yeah. Like. I can't do that superficial stuff anymore because that is not serving me and it's also not serving my purpose and it's not serving all the people that you can help. 
So what has that been like for you really stepping into your natural gifts? And for me, I felt like interior design is great. I'm really good at it. You're really good at it. But I feel like it's like standing in a stream and the water is just hitting you versus like, I'm going to turn around now and yeah. <laughs> go with the flow. Yeah. So what's that been for you? Like for you just kind of stepping in the flow of yeah. your purpose. It was really an awakening for me that for interior design, I had to learn about it. I had to work for it. I had to constantly um, make sure I was showing up in a specific way for my clients. Um, and that's not because of them. That's because that's the paradigm that I set up for my business. And when I started focusing more on energy work, I realized that it was just of me. Like, it's not something that I had to learn. It's just something that is a part of me. So now the learning that I do is to enhance my gifts or to be educated on how other people kind of walk through this particular life. It's not to serve um, people in a specific way that they need. I have come to the conclusion that like, so I am an EFT practitioner, I'm a medium, and I do intuitive coaching. And I'm not here to convince anyone. That's not my job. My job is not here, is to not be here to convince. And I felt like an in interior design, a lot of the times I was convincing because I knew what would feel best to them and that type of thing. Um, and so releasing that piece has been huge for me. That feels like stepping into the flow, realizing that... Um, you hear it all the time, right? You hear it all the time from spiritual leaders and even from business owners that have made it to a certain level that they feel is successful, that when you are in the flow, it doesn't feel like work. And that is how I feel. I feel like I have busy days. I have days that I have deadlines and I have things to do and I have days where I feel like I'm multitasking like crazy, but I love it. Mm. And that is not how I felt previously. I felt burdened and um, overwhelmed and it just didn't it didn't feel the way this feels for me yeah there's definitely a difference in and and think about that if you're in a corporate job or you're doing something that you don't love to do it's easier to hit burnout and you you don't have that fire under your ass yeah you don't feel lit up Mm -hmm. and I feel like when you do get in the flow it doesn't feel like work you feel like I think there's an aspect too when you not only get into the flow and you're you're really tapping into your authentic self, but when you figure out how you can serve. Yes. And we are all here to learn lessons. We are all here to give back. And a lot of us, especially the culture that we're in, is is really about self-serving. Like yeah. what's this gonna do for me and what's in it for me and um what am I gonna get from this? Rather than how can I give back? How can I serve? How can I benefit the greater good? Mm-hmm. And that is our core purpose. Yeah, That's where we come from. So when we tap into that, it feels amazing. Yeah, so I agree. So I definitely think that there's something to be said that it's not only about getting into flow, but this authenticity of when you start giving back, how good it makes you feel. Yeah. So energy work can be um, very draining. It can be Mm -hmm. very exhausting. Um, I know for myself, I have to limit how many people I can see in a day because I I take on a lot of what they do. Um, but what are some, you know, things that you've seen your clients experience? I mean, design is very superficial. Energy work is very fulfilling, um, especially for, uh, the client. 
what have you seen as far as transformations that they've experienced and some of the yeah. good that you, yeah. I mean, you are a conduit, you know, she said she had to convince before and now you're just simply yeah. a conduit, but yep. what are some of the changes that you've seen? I've seen, well, I'm going to back up for a second because I do actually think that interior design can be fulfilling if you are the person who is fulfilled by that. True. I absolutely believe that. And I did see, even in interior design, I saw my clients um, at certain times be completely transformed by a change in their space using mm -hmm. things that they didn't even realize they had. So that was kind of the start of me being like, okay, it's more about memories and energy connection than actual space. And then transitioning into energy work, I mean, I have seen people um, move forward in their life from very, very deep, deep trauma. Trauma, the worst things that you can imagine people have lived through. But the moment they said yes to energy work, doing tapping with me, um, I've seen them transform their lives and create relationships. And um, you know, I've had people come into me that haven't been able to get pregnant uh, and they think it's a fertility problem, but it's a block in their energy and we've worked through it and they have a baby now. I've seen so many changes. And on the medium side, um, which I think we'll get into maybe in a minute, but the beautiful thing about that work is that I get to be a part for a moment of the essence of the people that they love. And that is unexplainable. And I was mentioning to you earlier that a lot of times when I sit with my clients who I'm doing medium work with, um, I wish that they could have my eyes for a moment mm. or be in my mind for a moment so they could see their loved ones. And I have seen amazing healing from people who come in that kind of believe this might be real, but they're desperate to reach out and have a conversation with um, one particular woman was her grandma. And she came in, the woman came in kind of a believer, but kind of like, I mean, I don't really know. I'm just going to. I have somebody that wants to, um, that I want to connect with and, but she was kind of testing it and her grandma came through so fast and so furious and she came through with a red teacup. And I said, I feel like there's a female figure who is twice removed. That would be your grandmother on your mother's side. And she's showing me a red teacup. And that is the one thing that the woman had said before she came in with me. If, if Kim can connect with my grandmother and she shows her the red teacup, then I know that this is true. So she came through with a red teacup. And so what was the significance for the red teacup for her? So when she was little, she had kind of a rocky relationship with her parents. And so every Sunday she would go to her grandma's house and her grandma had a set of red teacups and she would make it super special and she would have tea with her. And she would make it like tea time, cute little hand cut sandwiches. They would drink out of their red teacups and that was a very important time for this now woman in her upbringing and having a moment where she felt special. And her grandma was a huge part of that. So the fact that she was able to come through, I was able to be a vessel, really, because that's all it is, for her grandmother to come through, like, quickly. Like, that was it. And then because it was so open and that came through so quickly, we were able to uncover so much 
more. We were able to connect with her great-grandfather, who she hadn't met but she had heard stories about. Um, and so when somebody gets kind of that piece, when somebody gets a confirmation that, wow, the dimes on the floor that I keep seeing are what I thought they were. They were you know, sent from my uncle who collected dimes. And I always think of him when I see a dime, but I didn't know for sure. And then an uncle comes through and says, I want her to know that the dimes that she sees are from me. Then it gives us that little piece of hope that there is something more. We all kind of believe it. And if you're not in the energy world, energy work world, where you can actually see it over and over, I think it's really easy to just kind of shoo it away. Like, I mean, it could be, but, right? right? It's and really the, the synchronicity. Yes. And, and I think that we have so much that's going on and we're so busy in our lives that we tend to overlook it. And it's like Oprah had this great uh, quote several years ago when her show was still live. She said that the universe will come through. She may have said, you know, God will come through. And it's a, it's a light whisper. Mm -hmm. yes. And then um, the universe will come in and it'll be a loud knock. And if you're still not paying attention, then it becomes a roar and it'll get your attention. Yeah. Like if it's important, it'll knock it, you will, over. it will knock you over. Yeah. And so I feel like, especially when you're in the energy work and, and you're definitely in a higher vibration and you're more uplifted, you tend to um, see the, the miracles and the magic a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but I think what's really great about the, what you do is that it's just validation. Mm -hmm. That's you it. know, it's, it's not only, hey, pay attention to the dimes or yeah. I'm seeing a red teacup, but it's also like, oh my God, she is there. She is yeah. hearing me. She is seeing me. And it's such a yeah. great validation. Yeah. So tell us a little bit uh, about EFT and what exactly that is. I, yeah. It's um, this really great technique that a lot of people don't know about. And if you are under a lot of stress, this is definitely something you're going to want to pay attention yeah. to. Yeah. So EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Technique. And it's an energy modality that uses our uh, meridian points, which are direct access to our energy superhighway in our body as we speak a script. And what that does is it retrains the amygdala, which is our fight or flight response. So we can go back all the way to childhood, most of us need to, to release trauma, the charge that happens with trauma. Um, so one thing about this, though, is that our body holds on to trauma no matter the size of it. So I have um, clients that come in that have, like I had mentioned earlier, the worst trauma you could imagine. Um, and I also have clients that have come in that are blocked because they remember somebody calling them a really horrible name in fourth grade. Our body holds on to both of those things as trauma, whether it's abuse or something that society would call a little bit smaller, our body and our energy field creates a block for protection when our amygdala is flipped, when our fight or flight response goes off. So what tapping can do is go back to those moments, release the charge behind the trauma, so we can move forward with more ease. It doesn't re erase the memory, just releases the block. So we have more ease in our life. I think what's really great about EFT too is, you know, no matter what the stress is, it's super easy to do. Yes. Um, once you learn the technique, you can do it at home and your PJs or, yeah. you know, it's not anything that's super complicated. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of you're just tapping on certain points in, in your body and, I think it's, um, I think what's so beautiful around it is, um, I actually started doing it when I was going through my divorce eight years ago and I learned it from Margaret Lynch. Uh -huh. She's all over YouTube. Yep. 
the tubes. And um, for me, it was just, you know, just managing with the stress of going through the divorce. And and it's, it was amazing to, I knew nothing about it at that point, but I just realized like it did, it really calmed my parasympathetic nervous system down. Um, So I love that you help people, you know, kind of go through that and teach them that and uh, especially transitioning from interior design into something that is so helpful and, and yeah. uh, transformative for people. I'm curious of the the three talents of intuitive coaching, EFT, and mediumship. Do you have a favorite? Um, you know, I don't because I it all kind of falls under that blanket of helping people connect more mm-hmm. fully. And so I am somebody who totally believes in the people who are coming into me are meant to come into me for that moment. Um, And so I really, all three of them light me up. They fire me up. I do love with the intuitive coaching, helping people connect more fully to their intuition. I do love watching somebody come in and kind of think that they have a gift, but aren't sure what it is and be able to have a conversation with them about everyone has a gift. It's really just about, um, how do you access it? I sat with a man first starting to get started on this path of, you know, how do I handle my medium work? How do I handle my psychic gifts in a way that feels healthy for me and the people around me? And she explained it like, um, there's a, a door and everybody walks past this door. And some of us look at the door, see that it's open, walk through it. And on the other side is the metaphysical. And we're like, oh, there it is. And we just... T- dip in whenever we want to. Then there's some people that walk past and I'm like, oh, there's that door. I know metaphysical's on the other side. I'm going to keep going, right? (laughs) And then there's people that walk past the door, but it's covered with shrubs and bushes and trees, and they don't even know that it's there. But if they were to look deeper, they'd be able to access it. So just a beautiful way to kind of ask yourself, huh, where am I at with this? Do I know that that door is there? Do I see that it's open, but I'm fearful to step through? Or am I like, oh, there it is. I'm, I'm going to go over there. So I have clients that I sit down with and I tell them this. And they'll be like, no, no, I see the door and I see that it's open, but I'm so scared. I don't know what's on the other side. And so to be able to help them kind of ease into that and, and show them what's on the other side um, based on what they are drawn to, you know, clairvoyance, clairsentience, whatever their particular heightened gift is. Um, I really love watching that transformation and then watching them go out onto the world, you know? Yeah. When I had, uh, I had Maureen Hancock on the show earlier Mm -hmm. and she was, I I was telling her, I love that analogy because I think a lot of us can uh, relate to that. And I was telling her that I tend to get so busy that my door's there. I know that it's there and I can, I can go through it, but if I get really hectic and really busy, it's very difficult for me to find it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, it's right there. Like, it's right there. I can see it. And she's like, you need to just calm the frick down. And like, that's when, and she's so right. Because when I am yeah. more connected, spend more time out in nature, if I get outside, if I meditate, yeah. I get all kinds of those synchronicities. Yeah. And and mine is, is that I just know without knowing why. Like, mm-hmm. I just know shit. Yeah. Um, but when I'm really tapped in, I get a lot of that. And when I'm really busy or I'm, if I'm not doing the spiritual work, I'm like going through the shrubs, like, where is it? Yeah. (laughs) Which is funny because honestly sitting here, when you're talking about it, I see you already into the doorway. 
Like it's a story that you have to do all this work to get there because you're already in it. So it's really like, oh, okay, I can embrace this. Because my story is more like when I get crazy, I'm like, oh, get me to that door. You know what I mean? Like that's my go-to, like get me in there. Like Mm -hmm. let me remember that I trust. Let me remember that timing is always perfect. Let me remember that we are always divinely guided. Like those are the things that anchor me because of practice though. You know what I mean? It's all Mm -hmm. because of practice. So, yeah. Well, what we are going to do is if Kim can tune in, we're going to hopefully do a a little reading. I want you to be able to see, you know, I know that there are a lot of people out there that fear what this looks like. You've mentioned that some of your clients have feared it, but I want you to experience what this is like. I have uh, many friends that are actually mediums. I've actually had a lot of readings over the years. And I think that if you can approach it with a really open heart and really approach it with all of the gifts that it can bring you, it's actually something quite beautiful and something that's quite magical and could be quite addicting. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see if we can uh, tap into that. If not, then we will, um, I'll give you information all about where you can find Kim so that she can go into her portal. She has to do an entire ceremony around it. Which I um, haven't today, but we're going to yeah. try because we're connected. I surprised with that but I I, you know it's such a beautiful thing and I would love for you guys to be able to experience that if we can do it Um, but really quick I want to ask you some rapid fires yeah because I think it would be fun what is your favorite word for 2018 expansion Mm, love it what is your favorite curse word for 2018 fuck I mean that's for my whole life yeah (laughs) if you weren't doing energy work and you could do anything else what would you attempt? What would your heart attempt? Oh, that's a good one because energy work is my, my heart's calling. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> if I could do anything else, um, maybe a like travel blogger, <laughs> maybe traveling. traveling and doing your energy. Yeah. Work. <laughs> so, because I also believe one of my big aspirations is being on stage, having big workshops for women. Um, but I believe that's already happened. It's just getting there. Um, so I believe that that is part of my energy work. Uh, but still, that's still a big thing. So yeah. you heard it here first. Get your uh, tickets now. Get your tickets now. <laughs> Kim Salter, the big uh, speaker on women that's and right. the calling. So a year from now, when she's really big, remember us. Yes. <laughs> uh, what one thing are you coveting right now? Um, I'm, and it can't be your son. Yes, always coveting my son. <laughs> but I'm coveting my clarity around scheduling. Mm. I'm coveting it because last year I scheduled, I said yes to everything. I scheduled all the time. I loved looking at a full calendar and I got completely burnt out. Mm. And so now I'm coveting the clarity, coveting the clarity of what I need. And I think a lot of women can hear that too. Mm -hmm. Okay. Last one. Okay. If you were a tarot card, which one would you be? Mm. Which one would you want to be? Gosh, I don't know tarot that well, honestly. I do oracle. I could see you as the empress. Maybe the empress. Yes. I mean, <laughs> maybe the she's empress. Like the, um, or maybe the the queen of swords. But I would say the the empress, like just this divine mother being mm-hmm. that's like fertile and beautiful yes. and amazing. Um, that's definitely I love I, I probably that. how I would see. Yeah. It. 
Well, Kim, thank you for coming on today. Um, this was such a great treat to be able yes, to talk energy. thank you for energy. having me. Um, my hope is that if you are watching this, that hoping that you are motivated, if you are trying to tap into a calling and maybe fearful, I think we've all been there, especially yes. as women, we are fearful to take the leap. I remember when I was going through uh, my divorce and I decided this is it. I'm putting yes. my stake in the ground. I am going to do feng shui because this is my calling. I remember there were, I had this vision of I was standing on this side of the canyon and on the other side yeah. were my dreams and where I wanted to be. And I had a choice. I could take the leap and perhaps fall, you know, and, and stumble a little bit. But I think you have to come to that point to where you're okay to do that. And maybe the stumbling yeah. is a part of the journey and makes it that much more sweet and that much more beautiful. And I think you are such an inspiration to a lot of women. Thank you. Um, really proving that if you do have these amazing talents and gifts, um, it's perfectly okay. You came yes. out on the other side. Yes. Everything is okay. Yes, it's all okay. I'm safe. Safe. Yeah, and we're okay. um, I think the most important thing is you're happier. Yes. I'm a, I feel like a different person. Yes, I feel I like a different too. person. But I will tell you, you had mentioned earlier about age. And I mm. think when I turned 40, I'm 42 now, um, is when I really got that like, what the fuck am I doing? I, I, I am ready to go for this. I am ready to serve in the way that I am meant to serve. And that was a switching point for me. And it doesn't have to be when you're 40. When you start to feel it, like it's okay to do it with fear. It's okay because we're the way that this world is set up is that you will get different validations along the way and you'll step out of fear and you'll step back into fear. I mean, our whole life, I'm still stepping into fear, right? And saying, okay, I noticed this. This is feeling fearful. What is it triggering in me? A feeling of failure. A tap feeling on of, it. Right? Not being <laughs> enough. And then I do tapping yeah. and I work through. So it might, tapping might not be the thing. Maybe it's meditation or prayer or whatever. I got a tree. Is hugging a tree, whatever it is, creating space for a practice. Mm -hmm. So you can do the big things yeah, that we're meant for. That's what I really hope that you take from this today is that it is such a beautiful thing when you do step into whatever that is, do it with fear, do it with you know, all the uh, words that come up, scarcity, lack, I'm not going to be good enough, I don't deserve it, whatever it is, yeah. just push through the bullshit and say yes. Yeah. Thank you, Kim, for Thank coming you. on today. Yes. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. I'm your host, Amanda Gates. This is Home Energy Design. If you like the channel, be sure to subscribe. If you hate the channel, definitely subscribe. <laughs> yes. um, you can find more information on gatesinteriordesign.com. We'll have show notes there. And you can also go over to Kim's website, which is designthoughtsstudio.com. Mm -hmm. And I'll have all of that information on the show notes as well. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I think this one requires a deep breath. <sighs> right? <laughs> I think we can all agree that at some point in our life, we have been living in fear and not really living our truth. Whatever that looks like or sounds like for you, I think we can all resonate with that. I hope that you were able to take something from this today and are motivated and inspired to do something bold. Go at it boldly because unexpected forces will come to your aid. Basil King
All right, everyone. My name is Amanda Gates. Thank you for joining me on Home Energy Design. I hope you are enjoying this fabulous summer. I know I am. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, leave us a review. We love to hear from you. If you would like more information, you can head on over to gatesinteriordesign.com. And if you'd like to email us, you can reach us at letschat at thegatescompany.com. All right, everyone. Trust the vibe because the energy never lies.